I was tossing around the idea of like trying to, you know, like figure out my, um, I don't know, whatever, whatever like experiences and like whatever, like how I learned it, you know, because it seems like writing fiction or literally yeah, yeah, writing yeah. fiction. I, 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 this is what I, what I was telling you, I think, but it's like, it, I mean, I was writing short stories and stuff, and like they, they didn't really have like a purpose, you know, or like didn't really have like a theme or like a narrative thread. I'm not, I like, I really. I couldn't exactly tell you what exact what happened, but it was just like the between the the one of the drafts in uh, uh, my winter quarter creative writing 451 between the one of the drafts and then the final draft it just like it, it just like clicked or it shifted or something, and then ever since then my so you're like oh this, like my shit should have a purpose now yeah I guess yeah. I guess that's it I wanted to write book um, about the elders in my community. I had my first book, The Homeway Songs, was me, my, to quote James Baldwin, vomiting the anguish up. Uh, basically, my book of just kind of processing Hilltop, processing growing up in the 90s, processing growing up when it was a breathtakingly stressful place to live and, bre- and, and breathtakingly dangerous place to live. And I, um, this book, um, was me wanting to go deep into my own history and go deep into folklore and go deep into how other cultures used history and folklore. Like, one of the things that I like to do is call and response and kind of use it in different ways and use it in, in, uh, like, that, that has its roots in the black church. But it also has roots in, in, in the um, the poet of um, Vicente Huy Dobro and the the um, Latin American modernist, and I wanted to um, branch out and 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 test myself as a writer. It's it that's like I guess that's sort of an unconscious thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I'll say that I, I don't think I could sit down and be like, "This is what I want to write about," and right. write like a like a really coherent story about that. But there's definitely like you know like ideas or or thoughts or experiences that are kicking around in my head, and those will you know sort of like like percolate for a while, and yeah. then eventually they'll, they'll come out. It's it's like I don't know like like inspiration or, or something like it strikes and then just criticism that criticizes their experience with the art and not the art itself is invalid. Um, and that, that's kind of my whole, like, ism with, um, like, you have to be a better viewer to appreciate better art, you know? So I've had a lot of people, like, recently critique things that are really, I, I, that I think that are really good and I've never had good experiences with, but I also think are good art because they've been constructed well, you know? Uh, constructed with, uh, with valuable intent. Um, but when you ask them why you didn't like it, Experience uh, assuming that art was poor and not the artist. Well, how, how, how often do you hear that movie was like good? Yeah, right? How often do you hear that? Why well, that? Like, well, you didn't watch it. Yeah, right? I'm really sorry. Why well, that, that? You went to the movie theater, you're sleepy, and you <laughs> fucked up. That's you. I guess it's just like. Like, for a lot of the stuff that I've been writing, I've just been kind of throwing stuff at the wall, you know? Just like, like this sounds cool. Like, it would be cool if, if like, somebody did that. 
I, like I'm sure you've heard of this, you know, like every everything you put in the story has to has to have a purpose, you know. Yeah. yeah. Or other, or like every key. Exactly. Yeah. You can't really waste anything. Like every every sentence, every word has to be part of some plot or subplot. It can't just be like yeah. you can't just be like, oh, this is sick, or it'd be sick if he said this. It's like, nah, like my family died. Um, trying to, to like, like I'm not this the, the sort of the same person that I used to be. I'm really like a strong believer in like Hemingway's iceberg theory, which is, um, and I, I I wouldn't necessarily say I'm great at it, but that's what I strive for, and that's that um, only only 10% of the story is actually explicitly said, and then. 90% of what's going on is implicit. You, you read it through subtext, you read it through what the characters are doing, how you're interpreting what they might be feeling, what might be going on in their heads, sort of a thing. And if you do it well enough, that 10% is doing the 100% of the work. The, the Buddhists think objective truth can be found through meditation, right? Um, so so you can you can find a tr- you can find truth, even if objective truth exists, right, um, by yourself. Like, you can just sit down for long enough and meditate and find it, and I wholeheartedly disagree. And then the Epicurean model of objective truth is only found in other people. Mm. You can you can surround yourself with really good friends, uh, and because of that, you can really figure out life. Um, so, so criticism, I think, is kind of like a, a parallel with that. Um, that you can... You, you need people to compare and contrast your art with, right? I, I feel like one of the I mean like the most enjoyable things about about fantasy or, or sci-fi or whatever is like the kind of the, the feeling that, that like you're seeing you know like a small part of, of this of this world and like there's 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 huge and, and like very interesting and like unknown parts of it that, that are still going on yeah like you, you get like a tiny little glimpse and you're like holy shit that was cool and then, and then you keep you keep moving on a lot of poets Try to ask themselves questions. Does this need to be said? Mm-hmm. Am I the one that should say it? Very important question. And should this be said right now? Mm-hmm. So but yeah, you'd, you'd read that the first time, time and you'd be like, like what, what was the point of the story? But, and especially as Henry became more popular, like you look at this stuff more critically and it's like, oh, actually like, Every single person in the story is the same character at different stages of his life. So it's like, he was the busboy, he was the waiter, he was the bartender, he was the guy at the bar drinking. And I was reading a thing by John Degada, who's like a really big essayist, American essayist. Okay. And uh, he was talking about like the origins of the essay. And so so it's it's pretty cool. It's like 500 years before the, the first poem was ever written down, and a thousand years before the first story was ever written down. Someone wrote the first essay, which is basically like a Sumerian guy just like wrote a bunch of tweets and most of them are like don't buy these kinds of prostitutes Mm -hmm. but one of them is like don't care to want Mm. you know and it's like okay like so it's like it's so I guess 
But so at the time, people were like, no, writing isn't going to hold up. Writing isn't going to hold up because, like, you when you ask a piece of, I guess at the time, clay, what it means, it's going to say the same thing back to you. But what criticism does, and well, that's why we invented, like, the dialogue at that point. It's like, oh, well, let's put our own words in it, and then people are talking within the art, and then the questions are answered, right? But what I like about criticism is, like, what, I guess, like, what is art? It's, like, form plus thinking. Criticism is just thinking. So, like, it, it kind of, like, it lets artists do the layup, and then you can dunk it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like when you read theory, like, there's, there's the, uh, okay, the Derridian model <laughs> is that, um, Art will talk to the theory it's based on. So not so like normally we view we view criticism as okay, art exists, and then in the higher plane of criticism, we're gonna point little. Oh, this is what it's doing. But really, what happens is the art is like fuck you, criticism, and criticism's like fuck you, art, and then it makes something new. Like we get a new experience. Like I'm a big believer that art only exists once it's perceived. Yeah. Like art isn't real if no one saw it. Right. Like if I write something in a journal and I never show it to anyone who didn't hear it, it's, it's a diary entry. And that's fine and valuable. But it's different. Right, it can do different things, but it's not, yeah, I've heard I've heard that saying where you only own fifty percent of what you create. Like 50, oh. the other fifty percent is like what other, other people interpretation. Yeah. yeah. But that's that that's part of the art. Like yeah. what, what goes on in your viewers' brains is part of the art. Right, right, right. Criticism is that to like the up umteenth degree. Yeah. It's like Oh, that's why that's why I love like composting practices when it comes to art. Being like, okay, I'm gonna grab like I read this thing today. Um, it's called Timeless American Classic. It's a Canadian uh, chapbook, and it just takes lines from Last of the Mohicans, and then is like, okay, I'm gonna center all these sentences that have the word Indian in them for Native American, and then I'm gonna put a tab on either side, and now it's a poem, mm. right? And I center the Indian at the center of the page, and I, it's either it's either too dirty or too like sanctimonious to touch with other words. And like other letters on the page, it's like you didn't write anything, did you? But you did, right, you know. Right, so right. composting practices are a super yeah, great yeah. example of it because it's like criticism is basically very direct art about other art, mm-hmm. and that's dope. What isn't valuable criticism is I didn't like that. Yeah. Like, tell me what my thing did, right? And then tell me what that did for you, yeah, right, And right, that's right. literally all that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's uh, that's all I try to do for people. You know, but the I mean the best way to get somebody to to learn something or to to like come to an understanding is to um, is to let them do it themselves, right? Like you can't you can't write a story that's like, hey, this is what I want to say, right? You you have to say, hey, look at this thing that's happening. Look at these people who are. I like to trust that the readers are smart people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 it, it. I mean, it's it's like what you said. Like if you you sometimes you have to read it a few times to get it, but. I mean, people people aren't gonna get it. Maybe people aren't gonna get it on the first read or the second read, but um, I I think it's sort of worth it to to go for that, you know, because it's a I mean it's a much like it's a much deeper and more nuanced thing to to let people come to their own conclusions, you know. Well, not really, you know, like kind of an inception type thing, you know. Like you're, you're planting seeds. Yeah, they they think that they're drawing their own idea. Out of yeah, it. yeah, but it's it's really your idea that that you you sort of like. You sit down in front of them, and they're they're looking at it slowly, and then eventually they'll come to a conclusion about it, right? And shit, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be the one you wanted them to, to come to. And maybe not. Maybe, maybe it'll, it'll be better. better. Yeah. And especially in this time in your life, this is the time for for young writers to bounce ideas off the mm-hmm. wall, to test things, to form yourself. Mm-hmm. Like somebody isn't really like like how old are you? I'm 22. You got three years before your brain's fully formed. Mm-hmm. Means you're working through some shit. Yep. <laughs> I 
I mean, I guess like I, I just I just read read books, you know, and I watch TV shows, and I and I'm like I refine my ideas through through that, I guess. It's like like what do what do I like about this? And like what what's cool? Um, like how do they? Like how do they put their characters in a fantasy situation and then like have it be believable, you know? Right. Like how do they have characters interact with like magic, for example? Right. Have it be believable. Poems that break no rules are known as um, like, like logic, like yeah. philosophy. Is right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, like, and don't get me wrong, that's still like poetry, but like people, it's not. It's not like poetry is breaking a language rule. Right. That's what you have to do to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because language is normally used for like conveying referential information most of the time. Right. Maybe it's not so bad as we think, right? Like maybe people will be interested in what you have to say about fantasy if you actually have something interesting to say. You know, because a lot of people's complaint about about fantasy is that it's just sort of like a, you know, like like a wank fest for the author. You know, like it's literally just a fantasy. But I mean, good fantasy is going to do the same thing that that good literary fiction does. No, right? I think I actually like real people and real characters, like. It, it, like going through an experience it's just that there's there's stuff like magic or like like sci-fi you know advanced technology that we don't have right now I have I have like litmus test mm-hmm. if a writer is proven um, if a writer has information that shows that they're wrong and show it to them mm-hmm. and they keep saying it I turn them off mm. so I, I just but just to try to to try to give to try to meet people halfway, mm-hmm. and try to and also as a as writers to try to just read, 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 and and just kind of like understand that like one of the most annoying things in the world is the poetry canonical flex. What's that? This poem ain't good enough. Cause they like my shit. Mm. Everybody gotta get better. Mm-hmm. And like, I gotta get better. Oh, so many people gotta get better. Right. And it's just, and it's, sometimes it's just so ridiculous mm-hmm. to see, like, quote unquote, nature poets do it on slam poets, nature poets who, you know, spent more time typing a poem than. Mm-hmm. And then slam poets doing it too. Um, um, form poets and then form poets doing it to slam poets. And I'm thinking all this, all this energy should be spent on, you know, improving your craft. I, I really, I really wish that I could, that I could like re- recreate the. Uh, you know, like the things that I, that I picture for my, for my fantasy stuff. You know, like I, I wish that I could show people that kind of thing. Like I, I'm not I'm not discounting that there's differences between them. I just uh, I mean I I guess I don't really understand fully why, but I uh, I would prefer to be able to draw everything. Yeah. You know. But if I just have like a fucking like tome of of scribblings that I wrote, then it's a tome of scribblings. Right, but, right. But, but it becomes poetry when someone looks at it. Mm-hmm. So I need a venue for someone to look at it. Yeah, or platform. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's frustrating because like I get it. You know, they can't they can't take all of these scrubs. But like, you, you uh, never know what people are gonna want, right? Well, even if it's even if it's amazing, amazing but, but it like doesn't like, yeah, fit their vibe. Yeah. But, but then, then I, I think. think 
not to keep fucking using Stevie King, but like if Stevie King applied and it didn't fit their vibe, it'd probably be like, we should switch the vibe up. What's bad for the heart and good for the art, but not when you're living it. Yeah. I can't write about my mom's death. Um, I can't write about my uncle's death. Right. I can't write about my uncle's partner, my aunt's, my aunt's death. Mm-hmm. It's just too. But I can write about things happened twenty some odd years ago. Sure. Yeah. But I think that um, it would be in a good place to write about it. Yeah. It's a reflection exercise more than anything. Yeah. That's a that's a very well for, well well put phrase. Mm-hmm. A reflection exercise. And you just um, there's something about rag poetry that's just almost sort of part of me wants to be galeotic in this sort of detached observer way mm-hmm. in a poem. But I, I, a lot of it, but my writing is um, just so personal in that sense. Yeah. I guess. I'm not sure if I can really define it. You know, it's just like a feeling. You know, like like something that that makes me that makes me kind of stop and be like, oh, like hold on a minute. Like the, it, it's like I said, like I, I want to read stuff and I want to watch stuff that that feels like it has something behind it. You know, like well, I agree. It's, it, it's it's like it's like presenting you with real people and like real or like mostly real ideas and stuff. Well, that's why I like I like Kendrick over Quavo. But yeah, that doesn't mean that there's not room for both. I guess like no, I, I guess, guess the, the, the idea, idea would be to strive for Kendrick, Kendrick not not Quavo. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I think that's that's probably a good way to put it. Go, go go for Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's like shoot, shoot shoot for the moon, and you'll end up among the stars. Somewhere right? in between. Yeah, right. you'll, you'll you'll get there if if you try to if you try for for something something grand. The word the word the word uh, the word God in uh, Greek is logos, where we get logic from, right? So there is kind of this like idea that. There is one self-proving thing that exists, either it's like a muse or whatever, and that's like your brain. That's what Descartes was saying. Like, I think therefore I am is like, hey, uh, you exist because you have to. You're Uh self-proving. Gods do that. Right, right, right. Right? So I think there might be an argument for, like, your subconscious being a muse. Maybe it's maybe it's the psychedelics I've done, but I think <laughs> I think there's something in there. I've never thought about a that like does that, shit like that. that does shit for you. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's why consuming art isn't is like ethically good. Uh-huh. Is because the more art you consume, the more artistic your thoughts are, and then like the better your life is. Yeah, like definitely. colors yeah. are gonna be brighter when you look for them. Right, 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 you know right. what I mean? Like you don't you don't. Well, need so shit. that's kind of like what we got to on on acid, right? <laughs> yeah. Was like. It's good. Life mm-hmm. is good, but you have to find it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, well, I, th- it, I think at the moment was the present is infinite, so doing yeah. a little bit of value is actually infinite value, yeah. so just try your best. Just try your best. Oh, right. come on. <laughs> that was the idea. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> just do a little bit of good every anytime you can, and you've just, like, sealed in the tomb of time oh, fuck. a little bit of infinite happiness. Yeah. <laughs> it's sick, right? Mm-hmm. It's a... It's, I was glowing for weeks. I might be currently after you told me. It's, that. it's good <laughs> shit. It's good shit. Yeah. No, Nietzsche was a little bit right. I hate to say it, but the eternal return is kind of right. Uh, I'm trying to to make something that that like makes people like stop and think about about life or like themselves or or like people that they that they've interacted with. Um, and, like that's that's what I'm looking for. 
out of the things that, that like that's what I find entertaining. I consider myself a bluesologist. Mm. I like that. Um, I try to alchemize deep sadness into things that I try to alchemize it into like aesthetic beauty, mm. which um, Ellison, Ralph Ellison, and Albert Murray called um, the blues aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That a blues man is, they said blues man, but it can be a blues singer. And they were of their time. Um, that blues singer is singing a sad song mm-hmm. with a technique, the effort, and the dedication, the triumph. Um, that I try to quote that in the poetry. Mm-hmm. Try to find the right word and try to find discipline and, 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 and craft it to, to, to make it triumph, make sad subjects a triumphant thing. Like the, the idea of the, you know, the samurai inspired the western gunslinger stories. And then, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, because what are cowboys? They're just, they're just samurai with guns, pretty much. Sure. Um, and then like, there's, there's been some back and forth between that, like the um, the gunslinger movies got made, you know, sort of out of the idea of the samurai, and then like the people in Japan saw the gunslinger movies and were like, "Oh, that's cool." And then they, they, like they, they, you know, there's been like, there's been like back and forth between those two ideas. I saw myself in the world, right? So it's like I'm in the world. I'm in, I'm in my own experience, and my own experience is in my brain, which includes, unfortunately, myself. Uh, and inside myself is my experience, and inside my experience is myself. You know, so it's a and that's right? the eternal return. So that's right? like the eternal return. But I, I mean, like Nietzsche probably would have said something more to the effect of, "Oh, there's infinite time and finite matter. That means every possible permutations of atoms has happened infinitely in all directions." <laughs> right. So like, so you, this life you're living right now is gonna happen this way because that's this one cycle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that's very similar. Is like is like you you live you live this moment infinitely, or like time exists in the space that it does always. So like mm. the past is still happening right now where it did. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of the idea. Um, so then we just kind of derive this idea, and then the cool thing is that's like the binary. Yeah, that's, right now. that's that's like that's like the that's like, because the idea was find the true binary. So yeah. we wanted to do. That was our um, function of the. Yeah. The that was like really. Like, I wrote it on my hand. Find the binary. <laughs> And that was it. Like yourself, yourself and your experience. You can't yeah. use metaphor because that, that was our that was our barometer. Is yeah. If you can use metaphor to compare it, and there's someone to know. Yeah. But how do you say it's as if I was experiencing? Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the true binary is what we derived as right. ourselves it's, and yeah. our experience. But since it's infinitely recursive, if you do a little bit of good, yeah. then it's infinitely good. Good. You know, it's like your experience and you are forever dancing towards yeah. positive infinity. Right, right, right. That's not. It's good shit. I was watching it, and uh, one of the characters is named All Might. Um, and he's their version of Superman, right? And like, like watching, watching the how they portrayed this, this, this essentially Superman. I was like, I was like, this, like, this is how Superman is supposed to be. You know, like there's there's so many different people writing Superman, and like there's so many different versions of Superman. And I was like, this, like, the this best is one is the Japanese. Yeah, the best yeah. one is the Japanese one. And like that, that's really interesting because I don't know, maybe maybe it's because like they they have an outside perspective. You know? Like they, they can they can look at, at why like people actually like Superman stories and be like oh like this is the real reason you know? whereas like over here we have sort of I don't know some some kind of wank over why Superman is cool. I used to believe in open mics and I used to be very very I used to believe in um, scenes and art scenes in the twenties. 
part of me that's still there. That's great. And he, um, he's a really, he's a lot of character. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I have a lot of respect for him. Like, it was like, like, like this, this is how, how life, life works. works. You don't, you know, like, like, it, it, like, 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 things, things don't, don't make, make sense. sense. Yeah, I, I, I prefer to think of it that way, in that it's going to come off as, like, you know, authentic in some way, you know? Uh, like, or, 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 or like, somehow more realistic. Um, but, yeah, maybe it's going to turn out like shit. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be, like, around, like, 13, I cocked up, a, I concocted an answer for that question, and now I have it. And now purple is definitely my favorite color. I think it's worth it to be, to be, like, open to where, where the story would go, and, like, to, 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 to not be too attached to things, and if, if something, if you really need to change something, like, just do it. You know, if you really need to change, like, even the central idea of the story. Oh. Just completely rewrite it. You always gotta be open-minded to that. Yeah, then go for it. A Farewell to Arms. Did you read that book? No. Okay. Well, like, the famous story is that he, like, rewrote the ending 45 times. Never trust anybody who wants to be the one Mm. in an art scene. really not nutrient um there's a lot of backbiting there's a lot of systems of privilege that hurt people and that if you continue that that you shouldn't want to be a part of or you should work to dismantle it's about community is more important community is more important and going back a little bit, what what is the difference between being nice and being kind? I'm not sure if we flesh Being that nice out. is a sort of an emotional affectation. Okay. Being kind is something that's complex. It's in regards to situational dynamics. Like, I'll give you an example. Okay. In Tacoma right now. Um, Tacoma, my, you know, they have... Um, the, the Hilltop Action Coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have um, in the Hilltop Action Committee. They have they have memes and they have um, social media posts, mm-hmm. and they say, "Look at the young people and they uh, who are doing really good um, in the community. This is this person is an exemplar. Mm-hmm. They have a young brother who's doing um, free labor, mm-hmm. and it's like." This person is an exemplar in the community. He's doing free labor for us. He is really... Let's give him a compliment for just doing this for us. That's being nice. Mm-hmm. Being kind is finding his GPA and helping him get out. Mm-hmm. Helping him get scholarship. I see. Being kind is giving him agency. Mm-hmm. Being kind is, you know, in, like, the black church... They have a lot of look at the our ideal sister who is putting in all this work, tireless work for us. Being nice is saying, "Oh, this, you know, let's let's exalt this sister as the quote unquote best of us." Being kind is getting her paid, mm. and that's why you don't have to be nice, but you should be kind. kind. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like how how would someone react to something? Because that's. That, that that's really the interesting part about characters, you know, is like how do they how do they react to something and like what actions do they take after um, 
you know, like after something has happened, I, I guess. Totally. I was like, we were reading poetry, and he was like, you don't have any memorized? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, you're not a real poet if you haven't memorized your poems, right? And I've, I, since then, I've, since, since then, I've been writing poems that are like purposefully unpronounceable. I'm like, I want, I'm gonna write, I'm only gonna do visual poetry. I'm only gonna do shit that like reading it doesn't really work. Fuck it. I mean, I have sort of a fantasy of, of like striking it big, you know, and getting a bestseller or whatever. That would be, that'd be amazing. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's gonna. If it does ever happen, it's going to be like 10 or 15 years from now, probably. I just went to school for a creative writing degree because because I could do it, you know, because I wanted to learn how to how to write better. I didn't I didn't really have a um, a career path in mind. It wasn't for a job; it was to it. better yourself. I was in school for computer science, and that, that honestly. It, that, that didn't really work out, but it wasn't really the the computer science like like coding and stuff was not actually that challenging for me. It was it was like the math and the physics. I didn't I couldn't I couldn't really get past that. You know, I think in general like the the creative writing is something that that I'm much more passionate about, and like it's something that I'm probably going to continue doing for the rest of my life. So I I mean maybe. It's not the best investment in terms of like something I can live off of, but uh, it, it was worthwhile for me. I would play records to make my grandmother smile. My grandmother ran a pool hall for 28 years. She had she, she took the best records that she when they were off when they were off the rotation. So she had a very vast repertoire. Black music and American music in the 20th century, and but she also was, you know, was hip enough to like, um, like, like really dig prints. Mm -hmm. I remember um, I had I was nine years old. and it was having you know I was getting into girls <laughs> so I looked at so I kind of looked at the uh, the cover of course <laughs> um, and I really didn't pay that much attention to the music um, so my grandmother found out and she decided uh, like, like first of all she cussed me out Ooh. and then she said Boy, I'm gonna give your black ass a cultural education. August 14th, 1987. She took me down the steps of her basement. Freeze that image. Let me explain her basement. Okay. My grandmother had the greatest basement I have ever seen in my life. Bar. Card tape. Stereo system, stereo system, television, room where my uncle stayed, in the th on the side. She put me four records. She played me What's Going On. She played Inner Visions. She played Aretha Franklin's Amazing Grace. Mm. And she played 
Prince's play in the sunshine. Prince's um, Silent Times. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you when, you know, music got in my veins. I don't mean, it's a coarse metaphor, forgive me. But I grabbed my, like, mono piano chords to play in the sunshine. Mm -hmm. Sunshine, I wanna be free. And my grandmother grabbed my, 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 my hands. And my grandmother was having a hard trouble walking, but she danced around a little card table with, with, with around me. And that's when I knew what music meant. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew what art meant. I mean, really, one of the scariest parts about life is that it's there's the very real possibility that, that like you do everything that you can, right? You practice as much as you can, you, you have like a good education. Um, I mean, even like you know the right people and it, like it still doesn't work out, you know? So, so I agree with you to some degree that if you practice- In that time frame, but, like if you want it long enough, you'll eventually get it. It's just the time frame of life. I suppose so, yeah, but I'm just saying like we, like, we do have a limited amount of time. And like there, I mean, there is a very real possibility that you do you do everything that you could, and like it just doesn't work out. That happens for more people than not. I think. I think. I think yeah. mo most people have a dream. It's just the, the level of which they they accept and try. Yeah, I mean, at, at what point do you just do you just stop and be like, okay, I'll become a fucking like accountant or whatever? Can you become an accountant and keep trying? Yeah, that's. Well, that, that's the other dream, you know. Emily Emily Dickinson did this thing called the envelope poems, where whenever she got, whenever she sent or received a letter, she, like, whenever she had a letter, she would write her poems on the back of it. And, like, you can see that line breaks got changed because of the way it folded. So, so, so that's just, like, I was just doing that. The box that he used changed the rhythm, the flow, probably the content meaning of the poem. And that is why... The prelude of the poem is more important than the poem itself. The context around it... Right, because the process of making the art right. is more important. Oh, yeah, I, I would say more important than the art. Dude, I'm pretty bummed because they're all different flavors, and in the three that I've had, uh, I've gotten two of the three have been the same flavor, so it's kind of a fucking bummer. Well, what did you, what did you try? I've tried the... I'm on the Tropical Torpedo, and I also tried the... The Hellas and the Tropics. The Hellas and the Tropics, it's more of like a regular IPA. This one's more of like a fruity one. Um, but I like both. Oh, there's only two of each, huh? Yeah. Oh, so you can't even have the tropical one. 1987. My grandmother tries to enact some stability in my life. My mom... We were moving from place to place because my dad would go into these sort of drug tantrums where he'd, and he'd threaten, he'd say, kill you and get away with it. And then he'd say he was sorry. What happened was my grandmother just said, you can't do this anymore. And my uncles uh, beat him up. And they tried very valiantly to establish a safe place for us and they established a, a, a system that helped my mother um, 
in regards to babysitting and also get out of the neighborhood and get into a and, and have the down payment for a small house mm-hmm. and um, so like my home is sort of elder black people that's the safest place in the world for me mm-hmm. and thinking about that now also thinking about that very sadly because Tacoma's changing Tacoma's not a black neighborhood anymore mm-hmm. and there's, there's consequences for that mm-hmm. where you have a community that demand that demands um, black people to do things for them like emotional labor for them which you know that's part of the course of living in America mm-hmm. But to do it in a place that was so safe for so yeah. long, and to quote unquote not have a home to write for anyone—that's tough for me. For a lot of people, whether they know it or not, their their goal is to kind of be be like a like a king, you know, like the the best possible at something. Not, I mean, not not like inherited king, but like a king because of merit. Um, and that's, uh, if I may, we'll, we'll go out on another limb here. A lot of, a lot of people, especially a lot of young people, um, I think have, have a lot of issues with like, you know, depression and, and like they're, they're encountering the idea of like, like, why the fuck am I alive? You know, like, is it, is it, um, is it just to, just to like work, you know, like, like in a lot of like the anti-capitalist sentiment and like the, a lot of like the anti, um, uh, U.S. sentiment, which, it, in my opinion, is fucking right, uh, comes out that way. But but it's 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 because people people aren't you, you know they're not pursuing something where they 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 think that they could be that that pinnacle, you know, like the. Um, but it can't be possible for everybody. Like not everybody. Can no, be no, no, no. It can't. But 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 the pursuit of that is, is sort of what matters, you know. Right, but it, it, it's almost like, like like doing something that that you think that nobody else could do, and like devoting your life to pursuing it. And uh, um, yeah, it's not possible for everybody. But I'm saying that that people people are encountering this sort of you know like a like a numbness or like a depression, and that's because they're they're not challenging themselves um, in the correct way, in my opinion. You know, well, there's like I'm not saying that I am, but I'm just saying that the, like people. Like they just exist, you know, and they go through school and like they get their jobs, and it's the like they're not they're not striving for anything. There's there's the process, <laughs> there's the process, and there's the outcome. You know, yeah, swig, they're swigging the whiskey and they're swallowing it. You know, uh, okay, what am I trying to say? But like, if your poem is 300 keystrokes in it, you're at 300 poems because every single Especially on like a typewriter, I love that. It's just like every like keystroke, different poem. Like like it's a full. Uh, the postmodernists are right in that sense. Is like Come on, how about every most every poem is the construction. Most poems the unif- like bringing things together. Yeah, but it's but it but it but there it's uh, okay. I I I I'd argue that like the world's like, shortest poems like period or comma. You know what I mean? Is it like all that time was wasted if I didn't ever become that? And I want to say no. And I feel like and I feel like yeah, for, I, I think it wasn't. For 99% of people who don't become that that king, uh, I would hope to think of their time wasn't wasted. You know, shit, we're getting deep now, but yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna happen for everyone. Um, I mean, it's like 
It's like, did, did, did you try really? And like, I, I feel like a lot of people are caught up in being like 100%, you know, and like being perfect and stuff. But th th that's not really the truth. I mean, that's not really even what you should aim for. Like 90%, 80%, 70%, I don't know. Like fuck, dude. 60%, 50%? Like one out of two times? Like aiming for perfect once every other time? Like I think that that's fucking good enough. What I, what I would love to be, and I think I can be for the rest of my life, is just kind of like my uncle Mo. Just to kind of teach her. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, do you like this? Let me tell you about this poet. Oh, hey, you like this poet? Let me tell you about this poet. Mm -hmm. But I'll still write. I'll still send stuff out. Mm -hmm. I will watch the wheel go round and round. How I love to watch it roll. Mm -hmm. No longer going around the merry-go-round. Mm -hmm. I just had to let it go. To quote John Lennon. I mean, the, the, the things that I've enjoyed the most are the things that where I've read it and I've, I've, I've been... Um, I mean, like, almost forced to reflect on myself and, like, the the, the life that, that I've led and, like, the things that I do and the relationships that I've had. And, like, I don't see that in a lot of the the things that come out in, 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 in the Western world, you know? Yeah, and that's true always, I think. I think, I think for every single thing you write, um, the process of doing it is that, and that's why I think Kenny's, Kenny, Kenny Goldsmith like made art when he's like, I did it, because every time he typed it out, he wrote thousands of poems. But you know what it ended up being? Every single word from the New York Times, but he wrote thousands of poems, and it turned out to be entirely plagiarized, except for that it wasn't. Isn't that weird? Isn't that like challenging? I don't know. The older that I got, the way I could synthesize it. Also, the way I could synthesize their work ethic, their their character, their sense of self. But my mom, the range of literature my mom gives me. Mm -hmm. Like like my last essay that I wrote was I wrote to my mom. Um, it was also known to Toni Morrison. Mm -hmm. So I I did not realize how hard losing Toni for her. I was crying for a week. Mm -hmm. And I realized why. Because my mom gave me Tony Morrison. My mom graduated with a um, uh, major in Latin American lit and a minor in African American lit in 1973. The most important writer in her life was Tony Morrison. So, like, that was Tony Morrison books were events. And also, the kind of the range of mid to late. 20th century post-canon African uh, literature, African-American literature, to be indoctrinated into that at a very early age was just something that I, I just relish. Mm. So my obituary for Toni Morrison was my obituary for my mother as well. I think psychedelics have been part of mythology since the beginning. We've been we've been tripping on shrooms before we had language. Because it's only psychedelic that can be naturally found. It has yeah. to be a Yeah, we didn't yeah, ayahuasca you have to make. You have to make yeah. that shit. I what I'm what I'm on what I'm writing, it's whatever is in my brain at the time mm. is to get it to come out. If it's essay work on essay, if it's worth a draft, work on a draft, if it's fiction. If it's a, if it's a, if 
it's a if it's a meme work on a meme. Just just whatever floats your boat. But also the, and also, you know, we're like we're uh, I say this in the library. <laughs> Develop the boat. Mm-hmm. Like to quote the witty uh, satirists, uh, the Lonely Island. <laughs> Take a good long look at the motherfucking boat. <laughs> read, read more, and just after you read more, read after, read more after that. Um, but the stuff we're making right now is, I think, much more of a like like places get their moments more than time gets its moments. Now, yeah, I think and this is this this is the summer of like the Arab Spring. It's like it was, it was a season. Well, there's dedicated. There's spirits yeah. of '69. The spirit of the totally. There's yeah. There's, there's there's places that are reverberating more than uh, eras are, which yeah. is interesting. It was very hard to go and see what really happened in the project industrial complex in in Hilltop in the '90s, mm-hmm. um, and then go to school and see kids of all colors mm-hmm. dressing like fucking clowns mm. I'll be like really honest it, a lot of that shit started with NWA mm. if I told you the son of somebody who ran a postal post office the son of the groundskeeper for UCLA mm. um, the son of somebody who worked for the government mm-hmm. That doesn't sound like gangsta. That doesn't sound like people about their life. Right. I have just described Easy E, Ice Cube, mm. and MC Ren, and you knew that at the time. Like a very, um, if if you're if if um, if 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 your audience doesn't know 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 this, Chris Rock was in a movie called CB4 about middle class kids. Who played gangster and got into that, into, into a lot of. So up. it was kind of a front. It was a front. Like I was just processing, being so angry at so many suburban kids cosplaying my misery and, and to a larger, longer extent, to the extent my neighborhood's misery. Wow. And it's always been a thing for me. That's always been a thing that bothered the hell out of me. Yeah. To thine own self be true. Willie Shakespeare wasn't fucking around. Heidegger said there was two kinds of thought. There was philosophical thought and there was poetic thought. Mm. Um, and I think that's thought? just true. I think, that, I, I think, I think that's poetic. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Okay, no, I, think, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, bad, dumb philosophy out there. It's a lot. I've read, I've, read, I've read Wittgenstein? Jesus Christ. Oh, Come fuck. On, yeah, you're right. Nazi. You're right. Yeah. No, but so, so if I write a poem, if, right, I, if, I, write a poem, if, if I write a poem today, and then I was 80, and I didn't write a poem in the interim, and I'm still a poet. That's kind of how we talk about love, right? That that it's it, it's a it's yeah. No, I think lo, lo, love poetry. love is a verb more than a noun. Well, poet is poetry a verb? Well, in that yes, way, is it performative? Yes, yes, yes. Well, exactly. I mean, like the, the, by the very nature of, of uh, creating. Well, well, I'm I'm on the team that nouns don't exist, but verbs do. Like time yeah, is yeah, an emer- yeah, time yeah, is yeah, an emergent yeah, property. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Action is the, the, the very basis of reality. No, is that the only thing that like, does anything? Uh, but like this chair is like constantly trying to be chair all the time. Yeah. So okay, if you're okay. 80 and you're 20 and you wrote a poem, right? So right. 60 years you did it. Right? 
Didn't write a fucking word. I, I didn't even so write anything down. Point, at that point, at that point, you were a poet. I'm into that. Sense. Yeah, that's okay. okay. Yeah. And that's okay. So what happens if I wrote a poem yesterday? I'm not a poet today? No, you are. Oh, but where is the line? <laughs> that's the question now! <laughs> 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 He's paradox! I feel like, yeah. That's, that's an epistemic knowledge that we yeah, can't it's a question, find. Right. And that's okay. So, that's so okay I think, but I think the line might be you're only a poet when you're writing. I don't think I'm, I mean, I'm talking right now, which I guess might be something, well, but I think well, I'm only a poet when I'm typing. Well, well, I think, like, you can occupy a poetic space. Yeah, in your brain. Oh, I, 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 I count. I, I, some... As, like, a poetic character. Yeah. I, I think you can do that. Yeah. I, like, and, and but you're like, still poeting, you know? You're still poeting. Yeah. Fucking occupy a role. But I'm also in a place where if, that, where I know that I'm a, I'm a novice, mm -hmm. and I've, I've, I've improved a lot, I have a long way to go. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work, and they didn't accept it, it doesn't mean that the publisher isn't wonderful. Always more opportunity. That's Always more opportunity to, to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. What matters is information dissemination. Information that supports the people who are being oppressed, and information that mobilizes individuals to act against the state. What are you? You're creating propaganda for one team or the other, right? Right. Do you create propaganda for the oppressed or do you create propaganda for the oppressor? That's your decision. That either way you're going to get brainwashed because of how brains work. Either yeah. way you're going to be around ideas so much that you believe them anyways. And, and I, I know it's tricky when we get to But the pick the good one. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you have to act as a moral agent. Come on. You have to be fucking good. Life, life is all we fucking have. And life is a lot, right? So yeah. what do you choose? Do you be a fucking fighter or do you not? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kick around for, you know, a few more decades and then just done. Yep. Maybe not even a few more decades. For, you know. Yeah, could could be a few more years. Could be a few more months. Could be a few more minutes. You never know. Poets, two books a week, nothing harder than weed, <laughs> and remember this most important proverb from the ODB, Wu-Tang is for the children. Ooh, baby, I like it, boy.